1: Welcome to my 487th ever show of all-around sports, Reach each Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, We'll start with my highlight of the week, which was the spectacular three-hole playoff yesterday between Will Zalatoris and Sepp Straka in the St. Jude Classic down in Memphis where Zalatoris finally broke through for his first PGA tour victory. And it was just an amazing oh, sudden death holes, three of them uh, preceded by uh, the closing holes of the tournament, 71st, 72nd hole, and uh, featuring, you know, crazy bounces, followed by amazing recovery shots and bad tee shots to get it all started uh creating the uh the the craziness that unfolded between both players uh highlighted by uh zalatoris's uh shot literally ending up right up on a brick wall stone wall uh right beside the water just an impossible shot it was great drama uh, as to whether or not he was going to, uh, hit it or, or play it, uh, with the penalty stroke and struck at the same time was, uh, taken off his shoes and socks to hit a shot near the water. But he decided to, uh, take the penalty stroke and hit it from, uh, the safe area. And, uh, as did Zalatoris. given Straka had some trouble. We hit, He hit a shot into the water, and then his penalty stroke was into this trap, so Zalatoris had a little edge to play with and drained another nice putt, one of many for him. And uh, so just, again, great drama on a Sunday evening uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs and uh, just really, really fun to watch, to say the least. Zalatoris, of course, getting his first ever PGA Tour victory. And uh, I'm literally looking at the shot that landed on the stone wall against the grass on ESPN. So it's their lead story, and it's, uh, or one of them. And it is mine as well because it was that uh, fascinating to watch. And uh, anyway, earlier in the round, Zalatoris drained one of many long putts, and you could read his lips, very obvious, where he said, what are they going to talk about now? He, of course, is referring to the media's nonstop references to the fact that he had a whole lot of second places, including in majors recently, and uh, just couldn't break through to get that first victory until yesterday. Uh, So it just showed where his head was at and how important it was to him. He broke down a little bit with his fiance after immediately following his winning shot um, on the third playoff hole. So, again, uh, just fabulous theater and really uh, just a great way to end uh, a fascinating weekend, to say the least. Uh, chock full of NFL preseason football. And uh, good to get that underway. And, uh, you know, Little League World Series, Sox-Yankees, Fernando Tatis, just lots of stuff going on, to say the least. But I would like to focus on what is my low light of the week, which is the retirement of Patriots running back James White, uh, whose foundation event I covered for years right up the street from me uh here in suburban boston near foxborough and he is simply one of my favorite profession, professional athletes that i've ever covered no other way to say it just a gen, a true gentleman in every way uh put on a great event you know that it was a don't miss for me for years and uh which was a bowling event uh with many of his teammates turning out for it, so always just a gala affair, red carpet, the whole bit, media interviews, you name it, and he just handled it all so beautifully, Uh, he he inherited it from Jared Mayo, it started out as the Mayo Bowl, Mayo of course is now on the Patriots coaching staff, and uh, so again, just, you know, and, and James White, I'm sure did Jared Mayo proud in how Beautifully, he took it over and he was, will be sorely missed. He, he was just a presence in the running back's room, a team leader by any standard. The tributes were pouring in from uh, Bob Kraft right on down and for, from across the league. Um, and what's really nice for Sweetfeet, as he was known, James Sweetfeet uh, White, was he scored. The overtime touchdown in the all time famous 28 to 3 Super Bowl comeback over the Falcons a few years back. And people around here in New England still wear shirts. Uh, you see them everywhere, trust me, to this day. Uh, and all that's written on the shirt, very simple, is 28 to 3. That's it. <laughs> Nothing more need be said. So James White will live forever. Uh, in the NFL annals for being the guy who scored the winning touchdown in overtime. And, uh, it's nice that he has that signature play. Again, he will be sorely missed. I can't overstate how highly respected he was, uh, by everyone. And as I've just stated, including myself and, uh, he's just uh, in every way possible, a true professional and a terrific player to say the least. My bizarre story of the week is Tom Brady taking 10 or so days off from Tampa Bay Bucks training camp, uh, which is basically the most un-Brady-like thing ever. Uh, It's shrouded in mystery. Uh, Nobody really knows, uh, nor uh, nor should we necessarily. Uh, uh, Tom Brady, (laughs) more than anyone else, uh, maybe in the history of pro sports uh, deserves to take some time off if he needs it. It's just surprising the timing because it's the middle of training camp, and Brady is a uh, has has built his legendary career on uh, his work ethic, uh, particularly as it pertains to training camp and prep and all of that. Uh, every, you know, Coach Todd, Coach Todd Bowles, you know, announced it last week. All credit to the bucks for just putting it out there. And, uh, it's a, it's whatever it is. It's a private, uh, matter. Yeah. Tom Brady, uh, is easily my all time favorite athlete. So, uh, I just hope all is well with him. And, uh, again, he can, uh, you know, he is the king of, you know, Self-training and everything, so it's not like it's going to hurt the Bucks in any way, shape, or form. It's just, uh, again, for Tom Brady, unusual. Uh, he'll be back, and he'll uh, he'll be Brady. But it was uh, really caught the uh, you know the sports world uh, by surprise, to put it mildly. So as I referenced earlier, just a lot going on NFL preseasons sticking with the Patriots, Brady's former team, of course, uh, they looked better than better in the first preseason game against the Giants. than they did in their practices, hot topic up here in Boston that, uh, what's going on with their offense. But Mac Jones did not play, uh, Brian Hoyer started and, uh, so hopefully Mac Jones will be back uh, for this Friday's second preseason game, also in Foxborough. Uh, and, you know, should be fun. Uh, hopefully Mac will be back out there. And uh, a lot of fascination with Mac Jones up here, as you can well imagine, and the team itself. It feels like a bit of a transition year. Uh, not feels like, it is. <laughs> and uh, so we'll see how that all Turns out, but a lot of excitement for a preseason game. Game number two this Friday at Gillette Stadium. Another shocker, by the way, was uh, Fernando Tatis being suspended for 80 games, uh, it, which will take him into next year. One of the bright young stars in all of Major League Baseball. This is on the heels of them uh, paying a king's ransom, the Padres, to get uh, Juan Soto. And so it... Uh, should be uh, should be interesting to see how the Padres do and just how it all unfolds. Um, it, it, he was about to return from injury, as was Tatis, and now he's sidelined for a long, long time. Uh, Everybody up here in Boston happy with the weekend results of the Red Sox taking two out of three from the Yankees. Great pitching performance last night from Michael Waka. And uh, so they, it was like the quickest Yankee-Red Sox game in years. I think it was like two and a half hours, which is unheard of. They they typically don't even get going until after it's four hours long. And uh, so that that was maybe the, the shocker of the night. Yeah. Um, And lastly, uh, the Little League World Series, there's a team from Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. uh, Won the region after winning the state championship in Pennsylvania. And uh, so they're going to Williamsport. Uh, Hollidaysburg is the next town over from the town I grew up in, Altoona, Pennsylvania. And only about a couple hours or so from Williamsport driving So it is going to be fabulous to watch the people from Altoona Haldiesburg, or should I say Haldiesburg, Altoona, pour into Williamsport with the easy drive. And even the announcers referenced that, you know, nothing quite like when there's a team from Pennsylvania, you may remember Lock Haven, which is even closer to Williamsport than Haldiesburg, a few years back, uh, just Everybody, all the fans turned out to follow them because it's such a close, easy drive, and it was just electric. And I'm expecting more of the same in Williamsport as Holidaysburg PA, uh, you know, is advancing. And it's really, I think, going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, I have a, a rooting interest for Hollidaysburg, and, and I think they're going to help light up Williamsport and elevate the entire Little League World Series with the fan base that will surely follow them to Williamsport. So now, let's take our break, and next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. channel listen to the desert ranch podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked hungry and thirsty get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a nine-to-five lifestyle to care for land and livestock the desert ranch podcast with vanessa Rohr on the voice america variety channel The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, AP Studdham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how you doing today?
3: Hey, I'm doing fine, John. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Well, thank you, as always, for calling in. And uh, We had a full slate of NFL preseason games kicked off over the past four or five days, and uh, great to get. NFL football back, any kind of football, as you know. And uh, AP, I didn't get to this in the first segment because I wanted to talk about it with you. The highlight for me by far was Kenny Pickett down in Pittsburgh. I was watching the game. I went out of my way. I DVR'd it, but then watched it live. And uh, he just lit up the place. Uh, I think he was something that sounds like 12 of 15. And through the winning touchdown with three seconds to go, and mm-hmm. AP, I've always said, you know this—that you know there are times it seems where you can tell if a if a rookie coming into the NFL, you can tell after a couple series if like he looks like he belongs. And I got to tell you, AP, that's what I was thinking after literally the first couple series—like <laughs> he looks like he belongs—and. Uh, it was just so impressive, and, and the funnest part of it all, AP, you know, it was a Saturday night in Pittsburgh, and it, it looked and felt on TV like a regular season game. The place was going crazy, as we all know, Kenny Pickett went to Pitt, Heisman Trophy finalist, and uh, and he basically trained in the same stadium and shared locker rooms with the Steelers through the years, so he's... If I didn't know he was like a Pittsburgh kind of hero, I, I knew it. On Saturday night, once and for all, with the reaction, a lot of his pit teammates were there. It was just a spectacular atmosphere for, for a preseason game.
3: Yeah, John, it sounds very exciting. If he's able to take over the quarterback spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he'll have a long career. He'll get the cheer for one of their own. It's a
1: great story. It's tremendous, tremendous. What I was very impressed with AP was his mobility. And, uh, you know, he can, he can run, he can throw in the run. You know, it's just an added element that I think NFL coaches are more and more interested in having these days, of course. Uh, league is moving in that direction. And uh, this is, and by the way, this is not to take away from Mitch Trubisky, who also has some nice mobility and also looked good to start the game through a touchdown pass. And then Mason Rudolph, who's been with the Steelers about four or five years, uh, he came in and threw just a beautiful touchdown pass on a great catch with uh, toe-tapping in the end zone that was just spectacular. And uh, so all three quarterbacks showed up and looked good. Uh, ultimately, I think Mitch Trubisky will probably be the starter. You know, and, uh, you know, it was just a good start to the post-Big Ben era in Pittsburgh. I, again, I fully recognize it was a preseason game, the first one at that. But uh, I, got, I got to think there's a lot of excitement back in my home area of western Pennsylvania about what uh, what they saw on Saturday night. And, and Mike Tomlin seemed very pleased with everything as well.
3: Yeah, John, that's... Uh very good for Pittsburgh to have three quarterbacks and they still keep three quarterbacks. As far as I know, I'm not sure if they're all activated on Sunday. I'm not sure what the rule is about that, but I would, I would think it'd have to be because yes. the potentially quarterback can get hurt first play. And so you need a backup to the backup. So I, I think agree. all three would be activated. So, And if if they have signed contracts, that they're able to be on the roster. You don't have to cut somebody because of a monetary reason, a salary cap reason. So then they should be in good stead for a number of years at the quarterback position, uh, whichever one is allowed on the field to be the starter.
1: Correct. Correct. They're all, you know, relatively young. And, uh, you know, so I I think it's uh, it's looking good. Back to one of your favorite people, AP. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there.
3: No, no I was going to say that, John, in a day and age where people are driving by gravesites to find quarterbacks, people uh, right. pretty fortunate.
1: <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It, and that's perfectly said, because I think if there's one takeaway, Steeler fans, Steeler Nation, which is massive, um... I, I think everybody's smiling today. It's almost kind of like, you know, the law of averages, like one of these three is going to hit, uh, if not all three. You know, Mason Rudolph has uh, obviously been there the longest. He's, he has the stealer way in him from the past three, four years. And, you know, he's competing. And I read where he's, he's right. planning on competing. He, he's not giving up anything. And he kind of, again, showed up, looked good on Saturday night. So yeah, uh, anything better than one quarterback or two is three that all can play. And we'll see if that's how it all <laughs> develops. But I think it's a massive storyline in the NFL because the Steelers are plain and simply a very, very important franchise. Uh, I'll rate them the way I talk about the Yankees or Alabama, or USC and college football. You know, the sport is better off when they're good. It just is. And certainly the Steelers are in in that conversation. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, John. Since they had that resurgence beginning, I guess, maybe with the 69 draft. That's it. uh, Joe Green. One of the blue blue bloods for the NFL since then. Um, Before, I'm not sure of the history exactly, but uh, everyone knows about the number of Super Bowls they've been in in the last five decades or so.
1: Yeah, well, growing up in Western PA, AP, there's one thing that I know that, uh, you know, the Steelers did never, were never even in a playoff game, let alone win one, until <laughs> Chuck Noll <laughs> and Mean Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw arrived, period. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and they were around yeah. since, I believe, 1933 when Art Rooney bought them in the recession, or depression, excuse me. And uh, yeah, so, uh, and then we all know that the dynasty kicked off With, of course, the Immaculate Reception, the rest is history, not unlike the Patriots dynasty kicking off with the tuck roll, and the rest of that is history and uh, sticking with the Patriots, AP. I was disappointed to see Mac Jones, one of your favorite people I know, uh, who who you've covered uh, throughout his career at Alabama. He did not play, did not start. I tuned in and was excited and hoping he would start. He didn't. Brian Hoyer did. But uh, hopefully he starts on game two, which is here at home, Friday night, AP at Gillette Stadium nearby Foxborough. And, uh, you know, uh, there's actually a little buzz around town for this preseason game, all centered around the hope that Mac Jones will start.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, Mac. I love, love him as a ball player and a right. person, and and I'm just always hoping that he has success and a good health. And I, I hope that all these football players, it's a it's a collision sport. It's not a contact sport. That they're, they're healthy and can play all the games. And if they do have an injury, that it's minor, something they can recover this season, and they don't lose out a year because you've got a short time you can be on the field and next thing you know you have to retire so it's important to stay healthy and it's a it's an extremely long season john and college is getting to be that way as well
1: oh absolutely you know nfl is just flat out year round now and college isn't far behind that's for sure but ap i gotta right. tell you up here you know uh there's an intense uh, Almost outsized amount of pressure on Mac Jones. There really is. I mean, people right. just want him, to, you know, to deliver. Period. Uh, there is no other way to say it. Um, it's you know, they just there, there's zero patience. And he had a good rookie year, so everybody's looking for you know, uh, an even more impressive second year, which is which often happens with quarterbacks, as we know. Um, But, yeah, he is, you know, and he's also just a star. You know, I happened to walk by the Patriots uh, memorabilia shop in uh, Patriot Place, which is the shopping area right around Gillette Stadium just last evening. And, you know, it was just Mac Jones stuff everywhere just looking in the window. It was closed. And so his celebrity is just gigantic up here. It really is.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't doubt it because he's such a likable person and he's talented and he can be the face of any company or
1: professional team or
3: any organization and you'd be happy to have him on your side.
1: Well, that's it. He's just, uh, you know, mature beyond his years, very likable and a true professional at such a young age and, uh, you know, coming off is just fabulous career at Alabama with which you witnessed practically every game I'm guessing. And, uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun AP, but yeah, like I said, you know, as we close out the segment, there's already just like a buzz, myself included, like, you know, everybody really just wants to see Mac Jones out there on Friday night and, uh, against the Panthers. Um, and you know, it should be fun for a preseason game and we're, of course, everybody's anticipating he will start, but you never know with Coach Belichick mm-hmm. um, how that's no, going to work. No you, never out, tell.
3: But no, you never can tell.
1: It never can tell. That's for sure. It's always a mystery. Uh, but we'll find out on Friday night. And AP, we've already come to the end of our first segment, so why don't we take a break now? And still a lot to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere.
2: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts NavaNAv every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be acquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: The Soul Connection with Dr. K. Host a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, our soul doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stutham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, I had referenced yesterday's spectacular overtime or sudden-death playoff uh, between Will Zalatoris and Sepp Straka's being one of the lead stories on ESPN, but I was actually on the golf channel where of course it was the lead story. And uh, ESPN certainly has been covering it since the moment it ended last evening, but AP, as we were discussing, uh, you know, the NFL preseason games and whatnot, uh, all the teams uh, got underway and uh, you know, Should be fascinating. One thing that fascinates me, AP, is Jimmy Garoppolo is in no man's land as Trey Lance basically took over the team uh, with his first preseason game yesterday. Uh, Not his first, but his first as the guy taking over the team. And uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo is hanging out there, I thought of it. I think you watched some of the Jets game. And I got to tell you, the minute I saw the highlight of the injury – to Zach Wilson, my instant first thought was like, you know, um, you know, if he's out for the air, they, they're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, out of division, out of, out of conference, that type of thing, New York, all of it. Um, but yes, I saw a picture of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like basically it feels like he's hardly even, you know, of him like running alone or whatever. I don't even know if he's participating in practices so again, he's in a no man's land, it appears, and uh, and he's a darn good quarterback. I've liked him since his days as Brady's backup, and curious to see how that's all going to turn out. But I, I think you have a quality quarterback hanging out there for someone's going to grab him. I would think.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so too, John. <clears throat> I mean, in a day and age when they're looking for quarterbacks everywhere, right? I would. I would try to sign him if he was within my reach of, with our salary with our salary right. cap. For sure, I would try to right. get his name on the dotted line. And,
1: yeah, if you need yeah. an instant starter mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna, it always happens. So you know, it just does. And uh, so I, I think he's at the front of the line. Uh, say what you want about Jimmy G, he's a winner. He has, his, his record proves it. Got the one Super Bowl. Was pretty close to getting to a second last year and uh mm-hmm. you know his stats aren't always pretty his game isn't always pretty but yes. he's a winner period that's all which is really in my mind all that matters um so it's going to be uh, again we talk storylines i think that's maybe the storyline of the year uh, at this point leading into the season
3: yeah, John, when you look at the quarterbacks, some of them are high percentage uh, with the pass completion. Some of them are good on third downs, but you better be one or the other or both Correct. if you can. That's, that's why I would try and evaluate a quarterback because not everybody can throw 65%, 70% completion. But if you're good on third down or good on second and third down, then you have a chance. And uh, that's what's important to me. I know that's an added element if the quarterback can run and make yards downfield, but I just want him to be able to evade the rush and be right. able to throw from the pocket. If, if he can make some yards running down the field, that's, that's an added bonus, but it's not imperative when I'm evaluating a quarterback.
1: Exactly right, exactly right. And Jimmy G does have some mobility. He's had some injuries. That's been a problem, uh, which is, you know, including when he was on the run, uh, you know, uh, a leg injury that sidelined him a couple seasons ago. Um, but another quarterback AP, you know, I'm watching this on ESPN as we speak sports center, Trevor Lawrence, who had, you know, a pretty good, you know, game. I, I think he's going to do well this year. I think he and Doug Peterson are going to team up, uh, of course, Peterson, the new coach, um, and I look for big things from him. What are your thoughts? You're you're very familiar with yeah. him. You, you saw him in a number of national championship and yeah. semi and yeah. college football playoff yeah. games.
3: Yeah, I think the coach, the head coach, makes a difference, and I think that's yep. probably a good matchup with uh, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And I think he'll play much better. The game will slow down for him. But I just think that association with the head coach will be a difference maker in. In his play on the field in
1: production? I do too. I do too. As we both know, generational quarterback. I mean, he was like the biggest thing since Andrew Luck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right. and he had the college football career to prove it. And uh, so I'm rooting for the guy. He seems very likable. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see him fulfill his potential in whatever fashion that turns out, but AP switching our attention to our favorite topic, college football AP hard to believe we are what two weeks away under two weeks till we start seeing games. Is that right? Right. Yeah. yeah. They have the week before the labor day uh,
3: weekend. So yeah, it's coming, coming up very quickly for sure.
1: It is AP it's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago that it was, you know, it wasn't even Labor Day. It was kind of after, and now then it was Labor Day. And the, the, the matchups this year on Labor Day weekend are insane, insanely good. And now we're really looking at a pretty big slate for the weekend before Labor Day. Before you know it, AP, they'll be playing on July 4th weekend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's out of the possibility with sports these days. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's just gonna be uh you know, another fabulous season. Alabama again. Uh since we last talked, a lot of preseason polls come out last week. Of course they're rated number one by just about everybody. I think it was specifically the college football coaches poll, which has some validity. And uh so yeah, I'm sure the excitement's building down in LA, lower Alabama, right? And beyond. Throughout <laughs> Alabama.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> That, that's right. And, and John, one of the interesting votes was a number one for Texas, one vote for Texas to be number one. Somebody yeah. has a sense of humor, I think, because, yeah. Yeah. And we won't know unless somebody admits, because it's anonymous for coaches when they vote. But somebody has a sense of humor because a team that's five and seven in struggles on defense, I, if they make the top ten, year sure that would be a huge improvement in my eyes.
1: Well, AP will know early because Texas plays Alabama in the first game of the year. Am I correct about that? On Labor Day weekend, oh, the, is that correct? The,
3: the, the, the second, second weekend, John, the 10th. The second weekend. They play them okay. on the 10th. Yeah, so Alabama plays Utah State, and I forgot who Texas. I forgot their first game. But uh, that second weekend. So yeah, they're going to find out quickly and early because <laughs> the game's 11 o'clock in the morning. Central town, right? probably 100,000 people,
1: 100 degrees. Perfectly said. A hundred and a hundred. No doubt about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that that's, I, I agree. Somebody had a sense of humor with that vote. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, well, timing is everything. I just got a news flash on my, iWatch. watch perennial college football powerhouse tops preseason AP poll for seventh time in the past 15 seasons under legendary coach. I think I know who they're talking about. <laughs> I'm guessing you do too. <laughs> So it's the AP, I'll just read it, Alabama, tops preseason AP, top 25, literally breaking news, which we love on this show. For yeah. ninth yeah. time, and then Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, round out the top five. All right, AP, we love this stuff. I can't believe this moved, moved across my watch at the exact moment you and I were <laughs> discussing this very fact. So love it. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah I mean those are probably the top five teams. I mean you're yeah. always looking at Oklahoma, they've been pretty consistent, and um but Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, George are the usual suspects.
1: Yes, well a p let me ask you this. We know Alabama has the returning Heisman trophy winner and Bryce Young, but actually, surprisingly re- referencing back to Trevor Lawrence Clemson in the top five. Who is their quarterback? I'm a little surprised to see that, actually, given they've had a down year or two for them.
3: Right, right. Um, And hopefully I say this correctly. uh, DJ Ugalele from California. He was a hot shot coming out of uh, the Golden State, and uh, he's an outperformer as well. Last year, you know, his freshman year, he had to be the starter against Notre Dame and South Bend, and they, they scored about 40 points, and he had probably total offense over 350, 400 yards, something of that nature. But I thought right. he, he would do very well as a starter. But he regressed, and he didn't perform very well. He wasn't right. accurate, and some of the decision-making was suspect. So there, he's definitely looking to rebound because they ha- they have another hot shot freshman on his heels. I don't remember his name at this moment. but uh, So Dabo Sweeney, Sweeney, we need to watch that. It's, it's interesting, John, of the teams you mentioned, actually – we're going to be watching that quarterback position and see if the starter ends up in the same position throughout the season. Because if Clemson falters, you can't have that much talent. You must make a change. And then Georgia, right?
1: Which is what happened with Trevor that lawrence that
3: record-setting. Yeah, that 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 exactly happened to Trevor Lawrence years ago. Um, so, and then you look at Georgia with Stetson Bennett, the fourth, won the championship, the first one in 41 years. He's got some people that can step in if he doesn't perform very well. And if you've got a top-notch program and you recruit all these uh, five-star, four-star players, you owe it to them to make sure the quarterback position is uh, having success. And if if it's not, you need to make – I mean, really, it's your responsibility to make a change.
1: Right, and Dabo Sweeney is more than capable, as we just referenced. I forget the name of the quarterback, but Trevor Lawrence brought in as a freshman to replace – was it Kelly something –
3: Yeah, that sounds... Was was it a Bryant, I think, right? Bryant was the last name, I think.
1: Yeah, it might have been Kelly Bryant, uh, perhaps, but whatever. He he was the starter. Yeah, I forgot the name. He was a quality quarterback. Right. And it wasn't really happening or whatever, and Trevor Lawrence took over. We know the rest of the story, and so Dabo has shown he will make that move, to say the least.
3: Right, right, and I, I think Kirby Smart will as well. Um they had JT Daniels uh, was the starter last year, I think, for seven games. I think it was 7-0, actually. He started that Clemson game. Right. But, um, but he ended up transferring to West Virginia. John, here's something interesting for the audience. Do you realize that USC might have three starting quarterbacks not playing at the University of Southern California this year?
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's just amazing. I, mean,
3: I never heard of that.
1: No, no, that, that that more than any other thing. We, you and I, have been talking about the transfer portal and its impact for a couple of years. But that shows the level to which it has gone, um, which is just literally off the charts. Uh, that that just says it all. There's no better example, yeah. ever oh, no. than that.
3: And, um, and, no, John, and and um, you have Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Yep. And I'm not sure if he secured that position, but you don't come all the way from Southern California and USC to sit on the bench in the, in the Southeastern conference. Then you have <laughs> Keaton Slovis at Pittsburgh. Yep. And you have JT Daniels
1: at, uh, JT Daniel at, uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, West Virginia
3: plays Pittsburgh.
1: Right. Wow. It'll be the USC bowl, the ex USC bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I've never um, heard of that.
1: No, of course not. No, but uh, I got the feeling it's not going to be the first time we see it. AP. Uh, that's, just the, so. way, that's just the way it's going. Uh, well AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break? Still a lot more to get to on the other side.
2: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet, the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program.
0: Stimulating
1: talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast.
0: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Friday night, Patriots preseason game number two against the Carolina Panthers everybody up here in Boston's looking forward to seeing Mac Jones and uh, also some curiosity across the league about the Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold competition for the Panthers Uh, but AP we were talking some college football and about that early start this year which is Saturday August 27th it all kicks off and Just a great, great game, and more importantly, great venue, which is Northwestern, playing Nebraska in Dublin on Saturday, August 27th, and it's going to be held at Aviva Stadium uh, in Dublin, which I have driven by countless times. I've spent spent a lot of time in Ireland, and uh, AP, I've been on the email list to get you know, to go can't make it this year, but uh, yeah, it's a big deal. You know, uh, they've done this a few times before, but it's been a while given COVID since they've had a college football classic game in Dublin. So I'm sure and these are two great schools with great following, especially Nebraska, legendary. But I think they've sold out every game since 1961 or something. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of Cornhuskers running around Dublin, not to mention a lot of Wildcats as well, given the I Chicago. Think so, John. And
3: I, yeah, right. And I think, John, that this game is very important for both teams because Nebraska, yes. if you looked at their schedule last year, John, I think there's it's maybe a half a dozen or so where they were one score from tying or winning the ball game. So right. you have to think we can't have another year where we're losing close games. We've got to make a leap uh, into winning those balls. We got, we've got to win five out of six of those, or or you know five out of seven, something to, something like that to say we're making progress as a coaching staff. Um, that's Scott Frost, the former. Uh, Nebraska quarterback, and he started at Stanford, I believe, then transferred back to Nebraska's home state. But in the Northwestern, they had a, um, you know, they had their troubles last year. I believe Nebraska beat them up badly. I thought it was 56-7 to or something like that, John. So they want some redemption for that game.
1: Absolutely. I don't think there's any coach in the country, AP, that has more leeway and goodwill than Scott Frost uh, to say that the where, where he played quarterback, of course. And Nebraska moved mountains to get him to come there from University of Central Florida, where he was uber successful. And, uh, you know, it hasn't gone. It hasn't started like everybody anticipated. It just hasn't. There's no other way to say it. Uh, I, again, no. I, 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 can't, I, I hesitate to even say patience could be running out because I, I just, again, he has more leeway, literally, I think, than practically Nick Saban, for gosh sakes. I I literally believe that. Um, But it's time. It's time. They need to turn the corner. Um, Yeah. And they just haven't. John, and
3: he has, you know, and his his athletic director, Trev Alberts, former Nebraska All-American. Of course. So, you know, he's pulling, I'm sure he's pulling for the fellow Cornhusker to to start winning some ball games as the head coach, because that that fan faithful that that has to be maybe that's that's in the top five I would guess John uh, faithful fans throughout. Oh my gosh, a, yes. Half a decade, it's got to be. I mean, because they have not been successful lately, and they had a, they had a period there was at least twenty five or more seasons in a bowl game. I think they were had the oh record gosh, at the yeah. time. Maybe they set the record.
1: Oh, legendary program, and I went out to a game in 2017 uh, against Ohio State, first time ever, in Lincoln Memorial Stadium, famed Memorial Stadium, and let's just say Ohio State whipped up on them, and a lot of people left at halftime, I'm guessing that was probably, uh, I was with Nebraska fans, season ticket holders, who said they had never seen it happen before in their lives, period. Uh, (laughs) I think it was the year before Scott, it was before Scott Frost was the coach, but I certainly never forgot right. that AP and um no yeah. but it was still a fabulous experience. The you know the tailgating out there in Lincoln was spectacular. I'll never forget it ever. Um but I'm showing the game at 12:30 p.m. Nebraska Northwestern from Dublin Saturday August 27th. I'm guessing that's Eastern time of course. Um which would uh which is just going to be so much fun. Of course, the coach of Northwestern, Irish American Pat Fitzgerald, and there's just so many <laughs> connections. AP. Uh, so much cool stuff going on. Uh, so that is just going to be one heck of a way to kick off, the, you know, to kick off the college football season. Um, I'm just looking here. They're having, of course, this is this is Ireland, mind you. They're having, you know. Pe- tailgate mm-hmm. parties and pep rallies at Marion square a place. I know well, uh, massive influx of tourists, massive, I'm sure from those two fan bases, it's just going to be, uh, really, really, I think something special to say the least I'm looking to Tell- Nebraska tailgate party at temple bar, <laughs> you know, which is the legendary <laughs> entertainment district. Uh, legendary you two Uh, i just saw a video a week or two ago of bono walking around temple bar hanging out with fans just whoever come (laughs) up he was talking drinking a beer walking down the middle of temple bar which i've been to many times
3: right Right. so
1: that's what we're talking about this is going to be special
3: yeah i I think so and like i said those two teams it's it's huge for both of them
1: uh coming off last
3: season's disappointments and especially for Northwestern and of all the games that uh, Nebraska won, they beat, beat Northwestern by such a large
1: margin. Hmm. Exactly. No, it's just going to be great. Um, I'm even looking here just to close it out that Fitzgerald has connections from County Kildare, which is nearby in Dublin, near to Dublin. I've been there, killed air, and uh, so, yeah, this is, like, really cool. Now I'm excited. I'm glad we got on this topic.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, um, John. In Nebraska, you know, they had, as a by Adrian Martinez, who's from California, I believe. He transferred now to Kansas State. He's thrown for 8,500 yards, I believe, and he's run for over 2,000. I think 2,300 yards, had probably 25, 30 touchdowns on the ground and probably 25, 30 or so Throwing the football, so he's he's off to be the, the part of the Wildcats program. So Nebraska have a new quarterback, and but Scott Frost, um, you know, is he on the cusp of turning this around by playing so many close games? I mean, the NFL every year the you can always look at their schedule and their eight and eight said, Oh, if we we could win one, four more games. If we scored one more touchdown, well, that's, that's how it's done in the NFL. I mean, that's the normal, the, the scores are close, but in college to lose so many games by a touchdown or less, that's unusual.
1: We will find out AP. It's going to be fabulous. Good observations. Uh, I want to thank you for calling in, as always. We've quickly reached the end of the show, but thank you, as always, for your great perspective and expertise.
3: Hey, thank you, John. It was always my pleasure.
1: Thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.